up in the business I'm hoping to make a killing Get at me, get at me Going coast to coast Going coast to coast We going coast to coast Coast to Coast. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Coast to Coast podcast. Today is Sunday, July 12th. And, Bob, Disney World is open, but Florida also has, like, 15,000 new cases today of coronavirus. I saw the greatest tweet related to this. It was, you know how Tinkerbell gives, like, the dust to everyone? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Disney giving corona to everyone. And it's just the Tinkerbell gif for giving corona. Everyone. That's every single that. person. Does Twitter have like a thumbs down button yet? Because I need to thumbs. I need to like reply to that and just say how distasteful it is coming after my <laughs> Disney like that. Oh my gosh! There's actually a a Disney Twitter account that's like it's really funny. I I think it's like I think it's like Disney World like backdoors or like something weird. And they say like they have the funniest tweets. It says like um, oh Mickey Mouse. We found Mickey Mouse dead. Or um, the like the the Irish dolls from It's a Small World have escaped. They're on the like just like the most ridiculous tweets, and I don't that's know that's fucking terrifying. Out. That's fucking <laughs> terrifying. Those little dolls <laughs> no. running after you. No, I'm never going back there. What would you do? Yeah, what would you do if you were in your hotel and you just see like the little like Italian doll like creeping by you bedside? I fucking run. It sounds like that's what a lot of the NBA players want to do anyway. In the bubble, they're referring to some of the Disney hotels as basically a Motel Six, which is which is wild because like I believe they staggered the hotels that they're staying at. I think there's like three separate hotels, and like the top seated teams stay at like the number one hotel in Disney. Pretty then, like, sure they're all the staying nest- at like the top three hotels in fucking Disney. Like shit, yeah, I it- can't afford. It, and they're they're complaining about because they're probably used to like being treated like absolute kings. And I would I would imagine they're not just staying in the typical room. They probably have the suites. Like I don't think LeBron's staying in a two queen bed. You know, I, I will give them one thing: they definitely were not prepared food for these for these people. The food was not ready for for NBA caliber stars in Disney. It looks I, like I, this. I it looks like that. the stuff you'd go and you can still get like. Like Disney the breakfast same grilled buffet. chicken, the Disney breakfast, yeah, like it's basically like if you're going to breakfast with the characters or some something like that, and that's the food you're feeding the top level athletes. Like, come on, there's actually something I won't bring up. It's not related to Disney, but it's related to another big company. We didn't talk about this really. Have you seen what's going on with Wayfair? I'm bringing in the Bobby conspiracy theories. I apologize already. I have. I'm pretty sure I sent you the video on Twitter. That if you go on Wayfair, they have these cabinets that are like $250 cabinets. They have pillows that are like $50 throw pillows, like actual price. And they're on sale by everyone. And one of the big names they're on sale by, I'm actually not even going to say because I just don't want to deal with it. So all of a sudden, somehow these cabinets, I'm going to use the cabinets as an example because that's the one I've seen the most of, suddenly cost $15,000 for a $200-something cabinet. And it's a lot of them. And then, the pl- and then ever since this started coming out, the prices, they Wayfair fixed them. They're back down. But these cabinets would all be the same cabinet. Like, let's say the company was like XYZ Company Cabinet, $250. It would be someone's name. So like Young XYZ Cabinets, $50. And if you type in your name, so like if I typed in Young, it would show up like Rob Young missing as of this date and basically the date corresponds to the cabinet being on there. And like one time's a coincidence, 
but and they were weirder names than Young. Like it was like, oh, I, mean, I don't know the name. I, your name's coming not after weird. my family, Bob. Your name's not weird. No one's names are weird. Just very <laughs> right particular right. names. And it happened like I saw on this one two minute clip, the person showed like six six kids it happened with it was like 14 year olds gone missing and their last name is like something you can't even pronounce but somehow this cabinet has the exact same name in front of it and it's twelve thousand dollars so the conspiracy here is that that wayfair is the intermediary for for child sex trafficking is that correct is that i did i read that correctly yeah it's basically that wayfair is child sex trafficking and i don't know if you remember this i think it was last year sometime Wayfair employees did a walkout because they found out they were making beds for children in detention centers where the most of the kids probably get stolen from. Probably detention centers is where they're probably the easiest for the pickings for these people. So it's just kind of like a little bit this too many a, dots connected. And then this, it's scary to think about. Jesus. It's, so it's hysterical. It's what, not hysterical. It's insane. It's absolutely what's your, insane. What's your take on this? Do you, do you think this has some, some weight? Do you think this is actually you know, a, a conspiracy theory that holds, that holds value, think, that this is a terrible thing actually weight. going on? I think this holds weight. There's, I, one time's a coincidence. 20 times is not a coincidence. You so can't you think be telling just, me this is happening. I think they're just casually either. posting. They're just casually posting these quote-unquote furniture, a.k.a. selling children through just a, a furniture website of Wayfair. I'm not sure that Wayfair is actually involved. I could see people using it as like an intermediary for like the people in that business to know what they're getting. Yeah. I could so completely see that, see it doing it because it's easy. It makes it so much easier for someone. They don't have to go on the dark web or anything. You go on Wayfair. Well, this, this is how I look at it. If whether or not this is true or false, right? Obviously it's right now a conspiracy theory. The only way to find out, that if it if it does hold weight is that you know we, the proper authorities are getting in there and investigating this and fingers crossed that the results of that investigation is that this it's just a terrible or a, a very odd coincidence and this, this is not going on or it gets shut down and they shut down a big child trafficking ring and a lot of people get arrested. I'll That's take that bad. either as long as it doesn't keep going on. A hundred percent agreed. Well, on a little bit of a, I don't even know if this is a light or not. We like to keep things light and we're just, you know, I guess in right now in 2020 amidst the, uh, a pandemic, there's not, you know, really great news going on. Um, but the Washington Redskins NFL football team been under a lot of heat with their name. Um, you know, I feel like this has been Redskins. going on for 10 years. They're getting a lot of heat and now their wallets are going to be hurting, right? So the reason that they want to change their name now, they're getting their merchandise pulled from Nike website. Amazon's pulling it down there. I'm pretty uh, sure Walmart the, pulled it down. I'm pretty sure Target did too. Right. I mean, if Amazon, you know, they, they really set the, set the charge on these things. So other companies are just going to follow suit. And their field is FedEx field. That's where they play. They want, they're actually um, saying, you know, they're, they're saying that they're going to take back their naming rights thing that makes me laugh about this situation, Bob, is, is people expect them to wake up tomorrow and just be like, we have changed our logo, our team name. You will not see it. Well, you know, we, we took Make it down the all the signs. Skins. It's easy. It's easy. It's it, an easy logo. Just put a potato. Or Mr. Potato Head. 
and then you got like Disney and then you got a Disney sponsorship and you're chilling. Not a bad yeah. idea. No longer FedEx field, the Disney potato skin field. I've seen, I've seen a few different things. It's interesting. I saw they're going to take away the, the Indian imagery. Um, Cause obviously they're the last thing they want to do is, is offend anyone. Right. I mean, that's the whole reason why they're taking this down. I've seen a lot of cool New Jersey, um, with you know different teams, I saw the Warriors thrown around, the Red Tails, different things. But I mean, I believe they should be announcing a new team name this week, which is absolutely insane that they got through this process in the matter of weeks. It hasn't been a matter. I mean, it's been pushed forward a matter of weeks, but I feel like this was talked about a few years ago too. The Redskins changing their names because it was offensive. Uh, you, you want to talk a little Mets? You want to talk about the fact that fourteen billion? Dollar air Steve Cohen might be buying the Mets, and I'm ready to get my heart broken again. I was just going to say, so Bob is an avid Mets fan. If you follow him on Twitter, give him a follow. He's he's a big he's a big Mets guy. That that's that's really his thing. He's big into into the Mets Twitter and whatnot. And uh, you know the the Wilpons might be selling Bob. So what's give me your your inside information? What you've been seeing? What you think is going to happen? I think the Mets are sold. By the end of this season, we have a new owner. I think the Wilpons probably – because these sales don't happen quickly. I mean, it's a $2 billion organization. It's not going to be easy, but I think they're going to sell. They have to sell. They're broke. They suck. I hate them more than anyone I've ever hated in my entire life. Jeff Wilpon <laughs> a is a weasel. Is is a a weasel. And I wish I could throw him off my patio right now. But I hope it's Steve Cohen. The guy is a lifelong He's Mets fan loaded. from Long Island. $14 billion. He's going to run it like a hedge fund because he loves it. He's already talked to people at his company seeing like what they could do because they, cause it's, he just – the guy wins. That's what he does. I, I saw uh, something on Twitter where it was pretty much like what the Wilpons have spent on their biggest players. So like Cespedes, um, DeGrom. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly like, what you saw. Cohen has spent – it more uh, just as much or more money on a couple of pe- a couple of paintings. One statue, you know, like one statue yeah. is worth m- almost more than the biggest pro- contracts that the Wilpons have had, and that's because like, they are broke. They're worth five hundred million dollars. They shouldn't be owning eighty percent of a sports franchise in New York. And they're gonna hit a friggin' payday when they sell, right? Like you're gonna have money for generations and generations and generations. Yeah. They're gonna be just fine. They're Get out, bailed out. Whole- a whole city hates them. New York Mets. I feel for Mets fans. I really do. I have a lot of really good friends that are Mets fans, diehard Mets fans, and I feel for them because they are one of the strongest, most passionate fan bases. And I'm saying that as a Yankee fan, and I truly feel for them. And I wouldn't. I really wouldn't mind. I. I, I really hope that they do get purchased, and you know, it. It, it really recharges. You know, the even the rivalry between the Yankees and Mets. They need it. The, the question I also have for you, Bob, is because I know A-Rod and J-Lo were thrown around as possible owners. Are they still in the mix or is it they're separate still in, They're still in the mix. They're in a different bid. I don't want a fucking Jeter situation. Excuse my language. Whoa, uh, don't bring up my Jeter. Of a yeah, broke Jeets. owner selling everyone on my team for nothing, like Christian Yelich to the Brewers for a bag of balls. What's the first thing you're going to do? I don't know what you can do, but if you wake up tomorrow, Steve Cohen is the new owner of the Mets. What are you doing? I'm signing Mookie Betts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you, you put on the GM cap? Yeah, yeah I, I was put thinking on the more GM from cap. like, a, what is Bobby Tempesta doing? In his, that, that is you know, what Bobby Tempesta is doing. He, <laughs> Steve Cohen reached out to me. I'll be the next GM of the Mets. 
you're driving up to LA and, and putting in a, uh, you know, a little persuasion. I know you haven't started with the Dodgers yet, Mookie, but we're trying to get you back to New York. If Steve Cohen buys the Mets tomorrow, I'll be ecstatic and Rob will not hear the end of it. I'll be happy for you guys. I would. I, I mean that. Oh, I and mean, I got- it's just like, I saw something. It's like, what owner comparison would Cohen be for the Mets like in others? And I was just like, they put up Steinbrenner's name and I was like, I was like, that's kind of, it's kind of it. You just got to give, it's someone that'll spend the money for the right guys. There's plenty this, of owners that spend the money on the wrong guys. This guy's not going to do that. No. And like you said, he, he's a, he's a, he's a financial genius. Like he's going to make it. He looks at his players as investments. Like Wilpons look at their players as, as a money drainer. Like they don't play to win world series. Which obviously, if your team wins a World Series, like the value of your team skyrockets. But the Wolpons don't seem to understand that. And Steve Cohen, a hundred percent, gets that it is an investment. And when you win, your investment grows, and that's the only way. And the only way to win is to get good players. Jeff Wolpons, the dumbest man on the face of the planet Earth. We can move on. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a great interview. Uh, with Mikey Cracks, he came on the show. He is a uh, TikTok creator, uh, really, really, really uh, popular, really blowing up over the past few months. He's uh, really, my, he's one of my really good friends, and uh, hope you guys enjoy the interview. So uh, let's roll it. All right, we would like to welcome on a very special guest. He is one of the biggest up and coming TikTok stars, and he also co-owns his casual clothing apparel, Weekend Apparel, it's spelled W X N D. He's also one of my really good friends, Michael Krakow, a.k.a. Mikey Cracks. Welcome to the show, my man. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. You know, first of all, I want to pose, what, how did you kind of get started with TikTok? Like, obviously, you know, it's kind of, I would say TikTok's new within the past, like, year or so. Like, were you just bored one day and you were like, all right, I'm going to just start up a TikTok and kind of see where it takes me? Uh, it, it honestly happened because, you, you know this, I, uh, I used to stream on Twitch. Um, but I really only did it for like the entertainment side. I liked like, you know, making people laugh and like talking to them through streaming. But I realized quickly that I couldn't play video games for eight hours a day if I wanted to do this, like <laughs> as like a side hustle or a job, if it ever came to that. Uh, so I stopped streaming and I just kind of was like waiting for the next thing to do. I was considering YouTube at first and then I saw gary v post about tiktok like five days in a row and i ended up downloading it and i just quickly jumped on the train and i kind of created my own style and here we are so you're up to what like thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand followers i'm about to make crack stats something jesus so did you expect to to blow up because obviously you did this at first like just for fun and like you know you said like, make people laugh so like did you ever expect to have over 36 plus thousand followers uh no, <laughs> no <I didn't. laughs> bob do you have do you have that sort of following anywhere oh yeah all over the place you know i think i got like uh 12 likes on my last <laughs> yeah <week>. yeah crackle <laughs> bob has been sending me updates on his uh on his recent tweet it has like six retweets and like 20 likes he's like give me a play-by-play cracko are you a met fan are you a met fan no no oh okay so as you probably know the mets are getting going through the process of being sold and obviously i want steve cohen who's worth like 14 billion dollars to buy the team 
So his inside source person that's been given all the Cohen information retweeted me. So all of a sudden, my tweet has blown, my tweet blew up from one like to like twenty five, and that's I don't know. I don't use Twitter that much, so <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really know much of baseball besides Aaron Judge used to date my prom date. <laughs> no way. You know, I think cracks might get recognized as much as Aaron Judge with his uh, thirty thousand followers on TikTok. Has anyone recognized you? You like walking into the grocery store with your mask on, and someone's like, "Oh my god!" I've I actually got noted. I got I, the only time I've ever been noticed was I've twice actually, <laughs> but that was when I had like eleven thousand followers, and I was at a bar in uh, Hoboken. And some girl came up to me and was like, "Hey, are you, are you the person that made that video with the ducks? Because I, I had a viral <laughs> video. I had a viral video of me putting uh, little rubber ducks around a bar. And um, she was like, "Hey, are you the kid with the ducks on TikTok?" I was like, "Yeah." And then we ended up, you know, grabbing drinks. But she was she was really cool. That's the first time I was noticed. And then I was noticed again with the same exact video. And I'm actually I'm actually friends with them now. So it actually was really cool. But those are the only that was the only times. How much uh, how much work goes into making a TikTok for you? Like, does it do you like brainstorm for like hours on how to do it, or does it just like come naturally? Um, so most of the times it comes naturally, but there are times where I do brainstorm. I I don't sleep because I I have a lot of things going on. So, um, for TikToks, it's it depends. Like one video can take an hour. And then I can, then other times I can make 10 videos in an hour. It honestly, it honestly really depends on like the effort that goes into them. But some of them are pretty quick and uh, pretty seamless to make really. Do you feel that most of your ideas, well, I guess, I guess I have a two part question for you. Do you think most of your ideas come when you're either drunk or sober? And then if you do have ideas that you're like, when you're like drunk, like, oh, this is a great idea. Like, this is going to be fire. This is going to blow up on TikTok. And then you wake up the next morning and be like, why would I ever think that was a good idea? <laughs> um, I, I th- actually think of the be- my best ideas when I'm in bed at night. And then it's funny because with the drunk thing, um, if I ever think of an idea when I'm drunk, I'll actually just shoot it there. Like I'll film it while I'm drunk. And it actually, some of those have become some of my most liked videos. <laughs> it's actually pretty crazy. I think people like the rawness what's, of it all. What's your personal favorite video that you've done on TikTok? Um, I'm gonna say the duck one because it was kind of on the fly. I I I really I had an idea to to put like a hundred rubber ducks in my elevator <laughs> and like kind of like film the reaction. But then I realized like it kind of be hard to film reaction if I'm if like just standing in the elevator the whole day. So I had like these, I had like 300 rubber ducks in my room and I had zero idea what to do with them. And we were, we were drinking one Sunday morning, like getting ready for Sunday football. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to bring like 50 of these things to the bar and just, you know, see what happens. And I, it en- I ended up filming it and it, I think it has like 900,000 views and a hundred thousand likes right now. Damn, that's pretty good. I was going to say, who, who wouldn't like a video with a ton of rubber ducks? Like, like, I'm just trying to think, like, when it goes into, like, making these videos, like, I'm trying to figure out if, like, I mean, I think I know the answer, but you would obviously either have to be someone who 
is either good at executing the videos or someone that's behind the scenes and kind of planning. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I would be good at, I, I personally don't have a TikTok. I haven't downloaded. I don't know much about it other than when there's posted on, you know, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, but like, I, I've always wondered, like, would I be one to be able to actually execute or like, would I be more of like behind the scenes sort of, sort of guy? So, cause I know like you obviously can, can execute it since you have the TikTok page and the following, but do you have any like assistance? And I, I know, you know, if you have any, like, so to speak, ghostwriters, um, do you have any like, like anyone that helps you kind of plan or is it sort of just like you're the writer, you're the performer, you're, you know, the, the act. Uh, so my friend, Allie, I call her manager, Allie, but she is not really my manager. I just call her that because she actually helps me sometimes come up with ideas. Like she'll, she'll actually scope through like the for you page, which is uh TikTok's explore page basically. And she'll okay. like run through it. And if she like laughs at something, she'll send it to me and she's like, Oh, you should recreate this. Uh, recreate this and basically what what i would do is i would recreate the tiktok but i'd add my own little like twist to it um to make it more relatable to my niche i guess um but she's actually helped me a lot with uh videos that like weren't initially planned she kind of helps me out with that point that's actually hysterical because obviously like i've seen like her name kind of pop up whether it's instagram or, or twitter and this entire time cracko i thought I swear to you that she was actually like your coworker and your manager. And like, you guys are just friends. Cause I would always see like manager Allie. I swear. <laughs> I thought she was like your legit coworker this whole time. It's, it's funny. Cause so her sister is in my grade and we went to high school together and she went to my high school too. But uh, it's funny. Cause a lot of people that she knew from our high school, like literally DM'd her and was like, do you literally work for Krakow? Like, do you actually work for him? Like, <laughs> she just like plays it off. It's so funny. Cause like, I, you know what the thing is? People really believe anything these days, like on social media. Like you can put the most outrageous shit on there and people will literally think it's true. So it's just funny to see like how people react to that type of stuff. Like, oh my God, you work for him. Like, it's really funny. If you keep growing, are you going to start hiring people? It, the pl- honestly, the plan is right now, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. If I make it like the only way I would really hire someone is if I like hit the 1 million mark which is a, it's a long stretch, but you know, with TikTok, if it doesn't get banned, I think it'll, I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, because I mean, I didn't even expect to get 10,000 followers, let alone 30,000. So, you know, I just keep growing every day. So yeah, you ne- it's possible. Yeah. You never know where it's, uh, where it's going to take you. And I know we wanted to jump into, you know, kind of that, you know, if TikTok's going to get shut down. Um, but I, I guess really quick, like, how like do you get like how does it work with TikTok like get like getting money like do you get paid based on having like a certain amount of of like a certain amount of followers like or is it more like advertisers or, like how does how do you monetize that? Um, so the the biggest way to monetize on TikTok from what I've seen is through brand deals. Um, and TikTok actually has a program that if you hit over a hundred thousand followers, they will they'll actually set up brand deals for you based on your niche and all that. Hmm. So it's actually pretty cool. So that's kind of my main goal right now is to get to 100K. Uh, but the, the only other way really um, to make money on TikTok is when you go live, you can get donations. It's kind of like in-app currency that people buy through the app store and like they just give you those. Um, I haven't really made a lot of money, but, you know, I made I made a few like, you know, pocket change from it. So, yeah, it's but, like it's like your side hustle. Yeah. 
but it honestly isn't really about money. I feel like, I feel like that's what gets construed sometimes. I feel like people do these, like get big on these apps and like, it's kind of all about money for them at first. And that's mostly why they fail because, you know, I have a, I have a nine to five job. I have a steady job. I have steady income. So it's not really about that right now, but I feel like if it could get to that point, that would be like my dream job almost, you know, to be a content creator. I feel like that would be something cool. But, you know, right now I think money is like the least thing on my, the like last thing on my mind from it. No, that's awesome. And like, and like you said, if those that kind of put money at the forefront, like it would definitely block those creative juices and probably negatively impact like your work. Like right now you're doing it like, yeah, it'll be cool. Like if you make money, but like, like you said, you have like a real job, like your, you know, your, your typical nine to five job, but like you're doing it for fun, right? Like you come up with an idea like, oh, like, and like, like that's awesome. And then plus like there's probably, and like Bobby kind of alluded with his retweets and, and likes before, like there's no better feeling than getting, than, than putting something out there and getting likes, retweets, you know, comments, whether it's TikTok, Twitter, whatever, Instagram, you know, whatever it is, like it feels good to be sort of recognized and, and other people agreeing that they like what you're putting out there. Yeah, let let me tell you something, man. I don't know. I don't care who you are, but if you post something and get more likes than you're like, you know, you're bound to through your followers, it's like, it's it's like something. It's like a freaking adrenaline rush in your body. It's like you can't explain it, but everyone gets that way, and like you can deny it all you want, but you know, likes it, it gives you that you know, that happiness almost. And that's just, the, that's just like the simple world we're living in today. So it is what it is. So do you sit there after you post a video and just like, I don't know how TikTok works. <laughs> you like refresh it to see the likes, like Instagram, you're just sitting there refreshing like, Ooh, someone liked it. Someone liked it. I did. I did in the beginning. Uh, I will admit I did that in the beginning. I kind of sat there for like an hour and just kind of kept refreshing. Uh, but now, nowadays, I just I just post it and I just shut the app down and kind of go about my business and I'll I'll check every few hours or something. But I I had to turn notifications off though. I think once you hit that uh hit like that pass that ten thousand mark, the notifications get annoying. But I feel I, think- I feel like that's when you know that you made it is like because whenever I <laughs> like a tweet notification like oh someone liked my tweet that I posted nine hours ago like that's pretty sweet now Crackle's getting that nonstop and like you're you know you you're like it's like that first level of like you're making it when like notifications are like kind of annoying to you because they just like happen yeah. around the clock. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because um, it's it's crazy because I'm getting likes on videos from like six months ago. It, it, TikTok, TikTok's algorithm works so like your videos kind of never die. The only way they die is if like uh, like a hashtag gets like shadow banned or they like refresh the hashtag or like they, they take away a sound that one of your videos is on. That's kind of the only way your video can die on the platform but I'm getting likes on a video I posted like my first like my first viral video ever is still getting likes to this day and I posted that six months ago. It's It's crazy. Damn. That is that is crazy. So, would you say that your duck one was the most? Is that the one that blew up? Or like, what's what video? If it was a duck one, like how many likes and views did you get? Uh, so my first viral video was just a simple like city skyline post. It, I didn't really know what I was doing, so I just kind of just posted something just to post it. 
and it actually I think it get I got like four hundred thousand views and sixty three thousand likes. That was like my first big video, but I didn't get a lot of follows from it. I think my like my real push to like getting more followers was the duck video. And uh but that's not even my most liked or viewed video at the moment. Jeez, if I got that many views or likes on anything, like I would I'd be like, yo, mom, like, like look what I did. I'm, I'm big time now. Um, but I know you, you alluded to, you alluded to it before. Um, you know, that's why we thought it was kind of a good idea to have you on now because TikTok might not be around even by, by the time we post this, cause we are recording this um, Friday <laughs> afternoon. Um, so I guess in short, and th- this actually was one of the uh, fan questions that we had. Um, do you think that the government is going to shut down TikTok or what's the inside uh, scoop right, do you so- have? I've done, I've done a lot of research on it because I was pretty iffy on it. I really don't think it's going to get banned because, number one, the U.S. has never banned an app before. I don't know if you knew that. They've never banned an app before. Um, I think, you know, Trump is going into, you know, he's trying to get a lot of, like, he's trying to get a lot of engagement nowadays. So I think this is kind of a coup almost because, you know, TikTok actually, like, shut down his – Tulsa campaign stop. I, I don't really know the details of it, but right. like a bunch of TikTokers did like a little movement where like they bought out the tickets for it and no one showed up. So I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like almost pettiness, but it's kind of, I, don't, I don't really know, but I don't think it's going to be shut down. I, they, they physically can't do that. There's so much money and marketing in it and all that. I really don't think it's going to happen. All right. Hypothetically, <laughs> If TikTok gets shut down, are you going to lead the movement to bring Vine back? If TikTok shuts down, I will immediately jump to the next platform. I, I don't think – I think I work, I've worked too hard to not keep doing it if it gets shut down. Um, and also, on top of that, you know, every single one of my videos has, is, has been saved on my phone. So, worst-case scenario, we jump to a new platform – uh, I know like my, you know, loyal followers and, and friends, I call them friends cause I hate the word fans. <laughs> I like that. I know that they'll, they'll kind of find me on the next app. And I've also already started bringing them to my YouTube. I think I, I think I just shouted it out the other day and I, I already have like 50 subscribers on it. Um, I think YouTube is going to be the next thing move for me in uh, the social media world, regardless if TikTok gets shut down or not. So would you like like what kind of videos then would you be posting? Because like I I am really like I'm like an old man when it comes to like YouTubers. I know the only one I know is like the the Paul brothers really. But when it comes to, like YouTubing and YouTubers and like vlogging and TikTok, I'm literally like 87 years old. Um, so like, like would you just post like and I because I I I get the whole like the the niche of of TikTok how you could kind of put like text boxes and put like background stuff it, it gets it's definitely cool and entertaining but like would that be so, like sort of what you would be posting on your YouTube channel or is that something that like you haven't like it's sort of like when you cross that bridge you know once you get there then you'll start planning and thinking about that uh sort of when I cross that bridge I'll get to it I know I know the YouTube video format that I plan to be doing will not mirror my TikTok videos. I'm going to go for more of a vlog lifestyle type thing. Um, I'm going to try and just keep it short and sweet, entertaining. I'm not going to do like that 10 minute mark uh, BS that people do on TikTok, you know, for more monetization. But I'll probably keep my videos like three to five minutes on YouTube. 
you know, I, it's a, it's also a good way for me to like bring my friends into the mix because TikTok's more of like kind of like a solo act almost. Yeah. I think YouTube's a good way to kind of go out there and like do stuff I wouldn't normally do uh, for the video sake. So I think it'll be cool. Hey, if you ever need two accountants, you're, you're talking to <laughs> two right now. If you need them ever on your YouTube, you know, we'll, we'll make the trip out to Jersey anytime you need. So, Bob, I'm putting you on the spot right now. What is – because we're going to – because I know, Bob, you need a side hustle. And I know now clearly manager Ali is big competition. So what is the next big video that will blow up idea that you can give to Krakow? Off the top of your head, I know there's great ideas. You got creative juices flowing. I see it. I see you thinking hard right now. What is the next best big move that you got for Krakow? Jump in a rubber ducky in the Hudson River. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll go get fined for seven dollars. <laughs> Bobby, will, Bobby will pay the pay the fine for you. Clearly, <laughs> you, want, you got a video. You getting the fine too? If he wants to pay. If he wants to pay the fine. I'll do it. <laughs> I like. That. I actually I like thought that. about it too. It's crossed my mind multiple times, to be honest with you. It's like clearly you looked up if it was legal or not. <laughs> oh yeah, no. you you get a nice slap on the wrist and a nice fine if you jump in the Hudson off off of like the the Hoboken, New York City area. Oh, actually, but I mean, does anyone actually want to jump in the Hudson? It's pretty. Uh, you'll, gross. Come at, you'll come out of there with like some ex- with an extra toe growing. <laughs> that, that's actually not a bad idea if you think about it cracker like you do this idea you jump in the hudson video blows up right you get you top your views you get tons of followers and you get a fine right you get a little slap on the wrist whoever the fine is then we start up a gofundme page for all of your fans <laughs> aka friends they fund that they're probably going to sp- pay more money than the fine you let me and bobby wet the beak a little 10 percent off the top Everybody's happy. Everybody wins. <laughs> oh gosh! See, I'm telling you, we're, we're gonna put uh, we're gonna put manager Ali out of business. You just just right. come, just we'll have a couple of meetings once a week, just the three of us, and we'll, we'll come up with good ideas. All right. So so we have a segment on uh, on our podcast. It's called Explain It to Robert. You know, okay. Robert and Bobby. The uh, you know, if you check our birth certificates, obviously both our names are Robert. And these are this is a segment where. You know, something is going on in, in, in the world. It's trending, whatever it may be. And we really just don't get it. Usually we like to have someone on that's that's younger because they're more like, you know, in of what's going on. And honestly, this whole probably interview could be an explainer to Robert. Um, but we figured it would be appropriate um, to, ha- to bring up the explainer to Robert segment for the TikTok drama that's going on because I have no idea what's going on <laughs> with these like 19 year olds like cheating on each other and-, and hooking up. It just seems like it's just like the TikTok version of Outer Banks. So I was hoping you could explain it to Robert. What the hell is going on? Okay. I So I do know a little bit about this actually. I uh, So I have a I've made a, a bunch of friends through TikTok that are also creators and um, they kind of know more than me. Cause you know, some of them have like millions of followers. Uh, so apparently, you know, there was a bunch of like cheating on, on everyone in the hype house. Right. And uh, Charlie D'Amelio apparently found out that, you know, the guy, little Huddy cheated on him while they were still together or not together, but then went over to Charlie's house afterwards. And that was basically the whole drama. 
that that was that was it. A bunch of fifteen and nineteen year olds about relationships on Twitter, and they every single tweet got over a million likes. That's what happened. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. So it's, like you said, it's I don't even want to know what the hype house is, but it sounds like if I step foot in a fifteen year old driven hype house i'd probably get handcuffs the hype so the hype house uh has has a lot of creators in it and i think they range from like 15 years old to 24 years old and they're all in this hype house and they make content together and they they literally just all have millions of followers that's That's great i'm I'm gonna assume it's in like somewhere in california yeah it's in la yeah Shot. All right, Bob, we're putting you on assignments when you get back to to San Diego. You got to locate the hype house. You got to make a TikTok, locate the hype house, and you got to take videos, and we got to learn all about this place. You got to go inside. (laughs) I ain't making a TikTok. China's going to steal all my information. (laughs) Just say Mikey. You know that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one way to trigger cracker. I love it. Damn, so – so that that's that's the whole drama. That's it. So are these like are these like fifteen and nineteen year old kids like just making a shit ton of money like just for making like TikToks? I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I read somewhere that Charlie D'Amelio makes two hundred grand per brand post. Jesus. Holy. And that and that and just think think about that two hundred thousand for fifteen seconds of your time. What's what's the hourly rate on that? <laughs> It's like I don't a billion, it's like fifty million dollars. Yeah, Jesus Christ, and that—that's a. I think that, that's a girl, right? The Charlie, what Charlie yeah, yeah. DeMeo? Yeah, Demilio, I think. Yeah, Demilio. So is, is she like the the number one TikTok like star? Like she's like leading the charge. Like who is like yeah, the most famous TikToker the, out there? She is. She has the most followers. I think. I don't follow her because like I refuse to like you know be a part of it. I have nothing against what she does because it obviously works, but I think she's at like 70 million. 70 million. I I can't even comprehend that number to be quite frank with you. But isn't that sort of like a build your brand move? Like you give her the follow, like you comment on all her posts, like, yeah, girl, like this post is great. This post is fire. Like keep doing you. Like wouldn't that kind of get your brand out there? Like, no, Oh, Mikey cracks. You know, it's crazy, but, like, I used to really think that way. I used to think, like, about, like, the whole, like, fo- like there's, like, cheap ways to get followers, like, the whole follow for follow, the whole comment on, you know, big brands post, kind of shout- giving your mini shout out. There's a, there's, a, there's a bunch of different ways to, like, get cheap follows, and I used to do that 100%. I will admit it. I used to do that on Instagram. I used to do that on Twitch. I used to do all that bs ways of getting followers and then when i hit tiktok i was like i'm not gonna do this because that's just it's 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 fake you know and i I don't want to have fake followers on tiktok because i actually want the engagement so it's actually been working not doing all that bs it actually works if people like you they like you simple as that no, it's it's true. Like you want people to like you for your content like what you're putting on not like some like not to just get your stats up yeah, I mean, I don't even think I don't even think it's even about the content on TikTok. I think it's more about the personality of the person behind the camera that they want. I don't even think they care about the actual content you put out. I literally think it's just like if they relate to you, they'll they'll follow you and like your stuff regardless. So this this is how I'm interpreting that. Uh, I see it as even though Charlie D'Amelio DeMeo, whatever her name is, even though she has 70 million followers, she has probably a large percent of that is probably fake 
people that don't really like her. You have 36,000 true followers that like you and like your content. So based on that logic, I think you're bigger than her. I think it's uh, 10% of your following is like your true fans. So I think I have like 3,600 people that will will uh, will ride or die with me if if worse comes to sub push comes to sub. So she at 70 million. I don't even 10 percent was that seven seven hundred thousand. Yeah, you right. So she has like 700,000 people that'll that'll like every single one of her posts at all times. Well, it's seven million if it's 10 percent. Oh yeah, my bad. I don't know math. That's why you got us around. Not only were we making <laughs> videos, but we were your we're your uh, analytics guy too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming you do most of your content creations on the weekend. No. When does the weekend start? <laughs> when does the weekend end? And just uh, just to preface this too, when when Bobby said he was going to ask this question, he he did spell weekend W X N D. So shout out to the casual shout out to that apparel brand. Fact. <laughs> the weekend starts on Monday and ends on Monday. <laughs> I love that because it's sort of the thing. It's like when you're when you're chilling, like in your apartment or, or wherever. It's like when when you have an idea, you're like, I got, I'm like, I'm gonna put out this idea. It's just your mind's always kind of thinking. Yeah, I mean, I working from home has really freed up time for me, so I can like, I can do a project, make a TikTok for ten minutes, and then go back to work, and it's like nothing ever happened. It's like I didn't miss a beat at work. So it's honestly, it's working from home and quarantine has actually benefited me in a way, but it also has taken away some creative freedom because I can't really go out into the world really and do what I want to do. Because a lot of my videos prior to quarantine happened outdoors, like in the city, you know, it, it and, and it provided more stories, which is kind of what I'm all about on TikTok. So it's kind of taken a, a shift in content because of it, but it has loosen me up more and been able to put out more content if that makes sense right no no absolutely i i got you so we have we have a few fan questions that wanted to ask you but before we get to those one thing that so my experience so far i, I kind of mentioned i don't have tiktok but i was i guess the part of some tiktok where I, you you're definitely more familiar with this i know if you saw it but i was on the other side of that tiktok video where like you throw the water on the person and it's like that one song yeah. so like i didn't know what the hell was going on i, I guess that's a, a thing going on but other than that i was thinking that back in the day if you think about it cracko and and we're gonna we're gonna post this video on our uh we're gonna repost this on our instagram when, when we uh when we drop this interview i know i know what this is going. but if you remember we did a tiktok before tiktok was tiktok when we re-imitated the Titanic, and I sent the video to Bobby on Instagram, but when we did the TikTok, where, or not the TikTok, but the video where pretty much I was doing some weird dance. We were in our college dorm to the Titanic music, and as it dropped, I jumped into your arms, and you held me up so high that I was pretty much <laughs> risking my life, and it is still the, one of the most hilarious videos, and this is bad radio. We're going to, like I said, post this. But I, we might have to re-imitate that video. I don't know if you're going to be able to, to I, lift me up. I would, I would love nothing more than to put that video and then right after we re, we imitate it in our current age. <laughs> that, see, you just took an idea and just made it ten times better. <laughs> so we're, yo, I I feel like I've asked you, I asked you every like four years to send me that video. Can you send me that video again? Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> 
All right. So fan questions. So we got, we got a few, we got, we got a little bit of time left. So we're going to get through um, a couple of the fan questions. So definitely appreciate um, everybody sending them in. Um, so the first one we, and I was trying to think, I don't know if we want to like say who, who sent in the questions. Yeah, we'll give them a shout out. Cause we appreciate it. Um, and, and once again, we, we apologize if we couldn't get to the ones that, just, that say, you their first, just say their first names. Gotcha. So this, <laughs> this is from a uh, shout out to Elizabeth Banks. Uh, big fan of the program. Great job of just saying first name, bro. <laughs> Great job. So she wants – she was wondering, can you describe TikTok to someone? And you might have to use analogies here. You might have to get creative. How, like, can you describe TikTok to someone who has never seen it, doesn't have a cell phone? So pretend it's a 95-year-old grandpa in a retirement home that you're, you know, you're giving back. You're giving back some of your charitable time. Um you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm into TikTok. Like, oh, what is TikTok? Like, how would you describe TikTok to someone like that? Uh, I think the easiest way to explain TikTok to someone that old would be it's a <laughs> platform. I would say it's a platform uh, where people make short videos to entertain one another. I think that's I think that's the simplest answer to give to one one that age. If someone that age asked you to reenact a TikTok for them, would you do it? And which one would I would? Be? Uh, I would do the Renegade. It's the only dance I know. See, I'm so old. I don't I even don't know, know that, that is. dance. Yeah. Okay, so the, the, Ren- the Renegade was a trend. So TikTok has a lot of dance trends on there. There, it's actually kind of like uh, shifting away from that almost. But I feel like, um, at least in my for you page, but the Renegade was a dance that someone came up with and everyone copied the dance and just did their own little thing to it. Um, and that's literally what it is, but it's just like, it's just a dance. It's literally what it is. I would just do that in front of her, in front of the 90 year old grandma. And, uh, and then she would be like, what the hell's going on? Love that. He gives entertainment behind the phone and in person. All right. Next question. This is from, I don't know how to say her last name. So I apologize, Gab, but it's Gab Vitamia, our good friend, Gab. So she asked a great question and would like to know, has your TikTok fame made you get any luck or lucky with any of the ladies? This is a double-edged sword. (laughs) This is a double-edged sword. You can be discreet if you'd like. Okay. So this this question, I've met some girls through TikTok, and TikTok has actually um, bit me in the ass with these girls because a lot of my – content is about you know past relationships past hookups past dating experience horror stories and I, i've been on hundreds so you you take a girl that i'm i'm seeing at the time and she stumbles across my tiktok and she's like who the hell am i hooking up with you know it's <laughs> a man more and uh it, it actually has got it actually has uh put um, a cataclysm in me talking to two girls because of tiktok they uh they they saw a video that they weren't too fond of, uh and they they were like I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do this if you're like doing this TikTok and then we ended up you know stopped talking, um so that's one example of it and then in terms of getting girls through TikTok, I get like ten DMs a day, and most of them are really Hot commodity. Cool. Yo, I'm not even joking though. I've been asked some weird shit. I've been asked to send nudes. I've been asked to do some crazy <laughs> ass shit. I've been, I've been, I've been offered to get them to get me a plane ticket to come meet their family. It's, it's, 
it's the most crazy, absurd shit. I can't even imagine <laughs> how girls go through the DM process because they probably get 50,000 times more than I do just because I'm a man. And, you know, most girls I don't think are that bold when it comes to making the first move through social media. If but I was a girl, I would 100%, I don't know if you've seen Entourage, but I would ask you to dress up in a big fluffy bunny costume. 100%. <laughs> if I had some weird fetish told you. <laughs> yeah, I've been asked some weird shit. But then also, I have met a few, you know, cool girls through it. And, you know, I am talking to one right now who I met through TikTok. So Ooh. she's cool. But... Does she have more followers than you? No, that, that's, all, that's all I'll say on that. That's the end comment right there that's fair <laughs> that is honestly crazy how you're almost cock blocking yourself like unintentionally by putting up some of these videos and like you said it kind of bites you oh, in the dude. ass a little bit i so the first the first girl i was talking to when i like started kind of blowing up on tiktok i mentioned it to her i literally I, it just slipped out of my mind i was like she was like asked me what i was doing and i was like oh i'm filming a tiktok like it wasn't even like something i thought about and she's like you do tiktok and i'm like oh my god Oh my god! This is and, but you uh, know what? She just wasn't the one for you. She, if she's not yeah, accepting yeah. you for your passion, then she can get lost. Yeah. So girls I talk to nowadays, I don't give them my Instagram, I don't give them my my TikTok, I don't give them my Twitter because then they'll figure it out. And I just I let I if they're gonna know, they're gonna know if we actually start dating. That's my new that's my new rule. More reason for me not to get TikTok. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean. It depends on your niche, bro. My, I, I, I talk about horrible dating and stuff like that. It's shit that's crazy shit that's happened to me through dating. Oh, I see it. Like, but it's entertaining yeah. as hell. So you it's can't entertaining. Not go you know, with it's it. entertaining. So like, if yeah. a girl I'm talking to at the time doesn't like that, then obviously you can't really be with her if you're putting out this type of content. It, it's cock blocking me for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Great, great question, Gab. Thanks for for sending that in. So we have we have time for one more. Uh, before we wrap up and we're going to keep this one anonymous. I'm sure you can uh, figure out who sent this one in. Uh, but the question is, why don't you do the dishes? <laughs> is that from, that's from Jordan? I'm assuming. I don't know. It just said anonymous said, you know, oh, the question okay. is, why don't you do the, why don't you clean the dishes? So, tell him I do. I tell him I do do the dishes. He's just blind. Yeah. <laughs> Dishes life hack, just buy paper plates. And you know what it is? I do use paper plates. The only thing I put in that sink is mugs. So I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you just use one mug. Just use just buy one really nice mug. <laughs> like celebratory. Like when all right. When you hit 50k in your followers, more of an incentive. You buy we're gonna get you a mug that says congrats on 50k or something. And you're that's gonna be the one mug that you use moving forward and we just saw we we are literally solving all your problems in this in this, in this 45 <laughs> minute conversation all right so that was that was all the uh questions we had and, and before we wrap up Krakow, we got to ask you who we ask everybody we interview and i know your answer because i was there for your first experience for it so you're you know you're welcome to dive into what i'm alluding to but last meal on earth which one are you going with new york pizza or in and out burger New and York I said New pizza. York pizza. Okay. New York, New York pizza. You know my you know my theories on In and Out. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I not good, up, Rob. It's not good. In and Out sucks. <laughs> animal style, bro. Okay, animal style. Okay, you get the nice animal style on your stale fries. Yeah, that's really good. 
<laughs> to be fair, though, we did have in and out in Las Vegas, so that may have that may have uh, jeopardized the actual uh, exp- experience. So, <laughs> yeah, well, if you think about well, think about it this way too. Like when we went to to Vegas, we like you said, we went to In and Out Burger, and then you got absolutely ridiculously hot at the craps table. No pun intended. And then, you know, it was a fur- little further away after no in and out. And then the luck sort of ran out. So maybe when you gamble, you need in and out to kind of fuel you. You ever think of that? Next time we go to Vegas, we'll, uh, we'll test the theory. I like that. I like that. He's just going to be down in in and out burgers. At the game. <laughs> Every like 10 hours, he's going to be pounded with your, uh, what was that shirt you wore? Sally something? Sally Rhodes? Oh, no, uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah, Sally Rhodes. Who the fuck is Sally Rhodes? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> All right, so, Cracks, thanks for, for coming on the podcast. Really, really enjoyed talking with you. Where, so, if I, got, if I have TikTok or everyone that's listening, where can we find you on TikTok and your future endeavors and YouTube? Where can we give you the follow? Uh, it's Mikey Cracks on all socials. I made it very easy for you guys. I love that. Yeah, Mikey Cracks, like he says, M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-A-C-K-C for those that are dyslexic and can't spell. My man, appreciate having you on. And also, don't forget to check out their weekend apparel. It's fire clothes. If you want a shirt, they dropped a whole new line. It's almost like the cotton candy line that they just dropped, but they got uh, they got colors in every style, sweatshirts, hoodies, you name it, female, male brands. Uh, yeah, so check them out there. And like I said, Cracks, happy to have you on. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a really fun time.